0: What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Nurse Ree, and you're tuning in to Forensic Nurse Files. This is an informative but fun true crime podcast that follows the careers of three forensic nurse examiners. We just want to note that this podcast uses foul language, some sarcasm, and contains descriptions of adult themes and violence that some people may find disturbing. So if you need support, please check the show notes or visit our website. It gave me a lot of regret that I had mentioned to, it was my friend Kelsey, also (laughs) part of ROTC that had originally reported it to our senior chief, one of the instructors, we had a senior chief and a commander. Commander was for the upperclassmen, sophomores, juniors, and then uh, the senior chief was freshmen and seniors, just to explain kind of Why there was a divide between who, which instructor got it reported to, and then which instructor I later spoke to. But she told me later that school day, be mad at me. Like she had texted me, be mad at me if you want, but I care about you. I'm sorry. And I needed to say something to someone. I reported what you told me. And I felt upset at first. But also relieved that someone knew and cared and wanted to say something. But only to be smacked by the way that the administration treated it. And it made me feel regretful that it had been reported. Even though I never... I can never say that I was really upset. Genuinely, I just felt this doesn't feel like a good idea anymore. This doesn't feel worth it, if that makes sense, to have said anything. And then to bring us to the next month, uh, ROTC extracurriculars start up again, and instead of Drill Team, I want to do Color Guard. I feel like I would enjoy that more. And Alana also was doing Color Guard. And because... Everyone kind of like all the ROTC people, like, kind of knew us, noticed why we stopped being friends. Kelsey, love her, so don't talk to her. But she was kind of a blabbermouth, I guess you could say. She did mention it to a few people, which it was kind of just an unspoken thing that people knew that something happened between me and Alana and we weren't speaking. So at some point during practice, they gave me like the one pole to screw the flag in, and it was just so oddly like just not shaped correctly, not the way that any color guard pole would look. And I just started like laughing hysterically, and Alana was right next to me, and I just i made i made like an inside joke, and she just starts laughing, and that's how we start realizing it's not an us against us. There's a reason why we need to stick together still. And we started to get closer again. And I genuinely, I feel like she never wanted to admit what was happening to her. Because I know myself, sexual assault in general, it's hard to say those words out loud. It's hard to say that you're a victim, survivor. You know, I feel like they could be interchangeable. Some people only like survivor, but I feel like I was a victim, but survived it. So, you know, both. <laughs> and it's hard enough to say I was raped, but to say I was raped by my brother, it's an ongoing thing. And he has also assaulted my friend and nobody really took anything seriously. So it it really it really was rough. I didn't know what to do. I felt completely defeated by the fact that it just seemed no one cared. There was a point, not sure exactly when during this time period it was, but I had went to the mall. I was just dressed cute. And this kid, I'm pretty sure he was 15, 16. I was, had just turned 15. He just came up and asked for my phone number. And I said, oh, like, sorry, have a boyfriend, but like, thank you. And he, Told me, you know, I was really pretty, all that. And I thought it was really sweet. He wasn't weird, disrespectful, whatever. So I go home and I tell my mom. And all I say is, oh, this guy um, at the mall, like, complimented my dress. And told me I looked really pretty today. And my mom goes, you need to learn how to stop fucking around with older men. And I just, I just froze. And I, I said, the kid was like, my, my age that's the first thing that could pop in my head. I was like, what do you mean? And she just looks at me and goes, stop fucking around with older men. And I just, just walked out of her room. And it was like, it kind of solidified for me that people had doubts. So towards the middle of October, this is now 2017, me and Alana getting close again, talking more again. I called her on my home phone, still had a landline, and using my voice memos on my phone, I recorded our whole conversation. I asked her, you know, is he doing what he did to me, you know, to you? And she says yes, but my... So she came out and admitted it to you? That was the first time that she admitted it, yes. But my... A Law & Order SVU fanatic brain knew that that would not be taken admissible in court, as I guess they would say. Because it's not specific, so I just had to say the words. Is he forcing you to have sex with him? And she tells me, yes. And I was like, okay, this is what I need. This is my proof. This is what I need to show to tell people that he is doing things. And then I continued and I just asked, he did the same thing to you that he did to me, emphasizing it was both of us. And I asked her about the night where she wanted me to go downstairs. I said, was that a setup? She told me yes. Was he trying to get you to set me up? Yes. And so I went to school the next day. And it's it kind of hurts thinking back on this, how the guidance counselors, VPs, my ROTC commander, they were just sick of hearing about it. And so the next day, I once again am talking to my commander about it in ROTC. He was the other instructor. And he tells me, well, unless you could get evidence or her admitting he did something to her, nothing we can do because it turned into, well, we don't care about making sure you're safe. But I mean, it's still happening to her, you know, we're going to have to do something about it. And then that once I was able to get the recording of Alana admitting she was going through the same thing I went through and finally having proof, he forced her, he forced me, even admitting that I was being set up at one point because he wanted her to set me up to force me to have sex with him the instructor said well nothing we could do unless you have proof and I finally look at him and say I do I have a recording of her admitting it and he calls down a VP takes me to one of the guidance counselors I play it on my phone for them they call down um two ladies from the prosecutor's office. I play it for them. And then that night, it was some type of like Halloween thing at our school. And then afterwards we were a group of friends. We were all hanging out at um, a friend of ours house and my dad comes and picks me up and I'm just so worried because I'm like, what is he picking me up for? And he says, we have to go to the police station. And I was like, Oh fuck. Fuck. And they didn't tell him why, so he has no clue why. I get to the police station, and when I first got questioned, they mainly were just asking for Alana's story, as if I was just a witness. And then I may- I had to emphasize and mention, he did it to me too, this is how it's coming out, this is what's this is the truth. It wasn't just her. It was me too. And I made sure that everyone knew it and I made sure I got proof of it. And that's when they realized, oh, she was another victim. So I leave after getting questioned, have to give them my phone because it has the voice memo on it. And I find out, I think the next day he went to the police station and immediately confessed to everything. Oh, my God. Wow. Just like that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I always thought was, you know, kind of poetic justice is it was almost exactly a year to the day. So I was assaulted October 22nd, 2016 for the first time, and he got arrested. October 21st, 2017, but it may have been after midnight, so could have also been October 22nd. Wasn't exactly sure at the time, but I still feel like a year apart, definitely a little bit <laughs> poetic. Girl, I am just so like astonished and proud of you for your perseverance and for not giving up and just like being persistent in making sure that you get justice, really that you both get justice. Thank you. It, I definitely feel like it is up there with one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. And then even afterwards, he confessed immediately and his lovely parents got him a very good lawyer. So he took a plea deal. He's already out of jail now. And he broke His no contact with Alana quite a lot while he was in jail. His mom, their mom, pretends that nothing really happened. I guess you could say, ignores it a lot. Alana actually had a baby last uh, last August. He's a year old now. She's very happy, and me and her sometimes we're just like, look at us, you know, (laughs) look at us. Who would have thought? And we're able to make jokes about it. Talk casually about it, you know. Like I've always been a humor dark humor person so it's the best way to deal with things is to laugh about it especially with someone that went through the same exact thing same exact person as far as her parents know we have no contact with each other at all so her mom would probably have a heart attack if she knew but her mom also extremely toxic when he was in jail she would still have Alana talk to him on the phone. I haven't been able to, she still lives at her parents, so I haven't been able to go to her house, hang out with her. I couldn't go to her gender reveal, baby shower, uh, son's first birthday because he was at all of the events. I still get the sex offender, since he's on the sex offender registry, um, updates. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, he wound up only being charged with, I believe it was sexual misconduct with a minor. I believe, I believe that may have been his only charge, actually. Yep, he had one charge, aggravated criminal sexual contact, um, and he is now out of jail. Which is insane to me. To go a little bit into Alana's side also. So she he came to the country when she was about 12. And he had started assaulting her around then. So she had went through years of abuse. And the years that he served, he officially, so he had gotten arrested, was in mental health facilities before actually going to... Jail prison, I think, from July 2018 until March 2020, I believe, is when he had gotten released. So he did have like prior jail time. There wasn't trial, so he wasn't awaiting a trial. He had his mental health issues, and it was a slap in the face to say. I can say I would have rather went to trial until people, exactly everything that happened, rather than him just confess, plea deal, good lawyer, out of there. There were times during me and Alana's friendship when it was the periods where I was going through the abuse with him that she would come to school and she would say they got in a fight and she would be completely covered in bruises. She had, I'm not, I'm not sure the timeline, because this is more of Alana's side, but her mom was aware of the abuse. I feel like she was aware, but unspoken, because Alana even mentioned a couple weeks ago that her mom had said, oh, you should have told me I would have sent him back to the Philippines. And me and Alana were just like, girl, you would not. And her mom, toxic, and especially in a lot of traditional families, the oldest boy is light of their life, could do no wrong, and family is family. You stick to family no matter how what they do to you. So it it's hard. It was hard for me not having supportive parents, especially when it came to mental health, not having people believing me, and then on Alana's side, not having therapy, not having you know, you would you got assaulted. You come home to your parents, and your parents are on the phone to make sure the person that was assaulting you doesn't stay in jail for a long time. And then when he is in jail, speak to your brother. Speak to your brother. Me and her are both able to talk about it. And just at the end of the day, it was fucked up. It was a fucked up situation. And we we made it out. We're pa- We're you know, we're past it now. And there's a lot of other things with Conrad that, like, um, this was after, I'm pretty sure, the original time that he had leaked her nudes, it was actually a day or two after he had said to me, I could, do you mind if I, like, read it, like, um, through the messages? So, message from him was Alana and I did something horrible that's what I've been holding back to say and I say what do you mean he said ask Alana if I should I told you that barely makes sense ask Alana if I should I uh told you or not I said okay says it's our deepest darkest secret she can't even tell Liam her boyfriend at the time about this And he says, you want some hints? I say, I'm not sure. And he says, you'll find it out. I'm losing my patience. And I said, how bad is it? And he says, bad enough that I can go to jail or killing myself. It's Alana's decision to cooperate with me to stop it. And I just say, oh. (laughs) He he says, do you want some hint? And I said, I think. And he goes, video and blowjob. And I just said, oh, no. <laughs> and he says, if she if she doesn't want it on Snapchat, she has to cooperate with me if she doesn't want the world to know. So you better tell her something before things get messing, messy. And at this point in time, they're both home at their house. He is downstairs in his bedroom. And... Um, I knew she was home also. So I just text her and I'm like, what is going on? He says that you need to talk to him right now. Like there's something going on. And this was right after he had gotten suspended for the Snapchat thing that had happened. So safe to say things were not well at all. And I told him, He texts after I hadn't answered for a bit. So I guess she wants it to happen, huh? And I said, she says she's not in the mood. I said, what are you going to do? And he said, posting it, then killing myself. I should have a farewell note. She's not cooperating with me. Anything you want to say to me before I'm gone. And even at this point, I'm begging him. I'm like, don't fucking do it. And... He he starts taunting me. He goes, if you could stop me, ha ha. And I, I was saying, I said, why? He said, Alana has to cooperate with me. I said, why? And he said, I don't fucking know because she wants me dead. I said, what did you do? What caused all of this? And he said, caused by lies. She's not cooperating with me. She's not replying to anything. And I said, what do you want her to do? He says, talk to me. I'll send this first. And then he sends me a nude photo of her, which I'm pretty sure is the one that he had already posted two days prior. And he said, it was censored. He said, I have the uncensored one. I said, don't fucking do it. He said, make me. I said, why would you do that? He says, it's part of the consequences we agree with said, what the fuck do you mean? And he said, talk to her about the page. If she doesn't want it there, then let her talk to me. And I ask, what page? And our um, high school had kind of a trend where every couple of months there would be an anonymous Instagram page that would post five videos, rumors, just different things. And this page happened to be up. Right during this time, he sends me a screenshot and says, "I'm going to DM them." And because Alana is not cooperating, I said, "Did you send pictures of her?" And he said, "Not yet. I'll give her an hour." Sends me a picture. He goes, "Who is this?" And I just said, "Oh, I think it might be like an eighth grader because, you know, it's usually the younger eighth grade, early high school kids running an account, not a actual adult senior." And he just goes. LMAO. And, you know, he just keeps taunting. He's going to send it. This is interesting. Haha. Ha. I could finally expose her. She's not going to cooperate. Asks the page if he could, they sh- could show faces too. Says that he has a good one. And I just kept saying, don't you fucking dare. It'll make everything so much worse. Don't send anything. And then he just kept saying, you want to see the uncensored. You want to see the uncensored. And I just said, I want you to delete it. How did you even get it? And he said, how did I get it? Knowing that will make you know our deepest secret. I said, oh God. And he asks, what? And I said, is it what I think? And he goes, probably not. What the fuck, Olivia? And I said, what is it? He says, it's a secret, but that's not what you think. And then it's more back and forth taunting. He says that their mom is separating them and Alana's upstairs and she is not talking to him and he can't go talk to her. And because she's not figuring out a way to talk to him or texting him, he is saying that's not cooperating. And, you know, he keeps saying the cooperate, all that. I ask, does your mom know? And he says, no. And I asked how he got the pictures, and he said, once again, it'll reveal our darkest secret. So I asked how bad it could be, and he said, bad enough to kill myself. I said, I asked if it was illegal. He said, the picture itself is already illegal. And I said, is the secret illegal? And he said, somewhat, and then said, it's as bad as our friend from before. Maddie rejecting me, which I think shows a lot of his mental, (laughs) Um, because even though he obviously denied when I did make the dots of what the secret was, and it was, you know, sexual assault, I cannot sanely picture him comparing it to getting rejected i feel like it's a sense of just entitlement and control in general that he could think that's even the same as if he's you know owed that yeah the thought that anyone would think that those two were comparable is completely wild to me conrad himself he was abused horribly in a way that like i I can't imagine, and I've only heard bare minimum stories, but it, I can't imagine a life as the son of a drug lord in the Philippines, <laughs> and even though I've experienced child abuse, child neglect um, myself, I know definitely not on the scale that he must have went through And then to uproot yourself, whole different country, whole different culture away from almost all of your family. You're with your mom, but you have barely ever seen your mom. You're with your sister, but you've never met your sister. You're with your stepdad, but you don't have a connection to your stepdad. You're in an American high school. You're shy. You know, you're a minority. So as it is, and you know, minority. He's a short guy. He's shy. Doesn't He spoke English really well. Um, but still, you know, you could tell he has a slight accent, you know? Just you know, you go to school and people just look and they say different. So him, everything he went through, I can't imagine how his brain was and how his brain even is now. And the one thing that I've been so firm on was he deserved so much more help than he got. And, well, I can't say, oh, all he needed was therapy or a pill and he would have never sexually assaulted anyone. He would be an upstanding citizen. He would be in the Air Force right now and completely mentally sane as everyone that goes into the military, you know. Like, I can't, I can't sit here and say that he would have never done the things he's done. But there were so many chances, so many opportunities that someone could have done the bare minimum and even just a therapy program, anything. And then, in turn, he affected his younger sister. In turn, he affected me. And even girls that he didn't actually sexually assault, a few of Lana's other friends that would come over pretty often, wound up telling me afterwards that he had been creepy towards them. And though he's someone that ruined... A lot of good things in my life ruined a lot of the way that I view the world and myself and relationships and sex in general. And he really hurt so much of me in ways I won't get back. But like I've said earlier on, I've been through hell. I've been at rock bottom. I know what the worst of the worst is, and I never... I just feel I have a lot of... I don't think pity is the right word. I feel like empathy would be a better way to say it. He did things he shouldn't have. He did horrible things. And he would have kept going. Like, you know, if he did go to the Air Force or Army. But the amount of soldiers that get assaulted in the military... He could have been one of those soldiers doing that. He could have been one of the the soldiers getting assaulted, you know? Him being stopped when he was... Definitely, I hope... Helped something in him. As much as I felt devastated over such a short prison sentence... And the fact that he was in mental health institution for a lot leading up to him being sentenced, I feel like one of my biggest fears would be that he got out of jail and didn't feel any type of change. Right after he got arrested, I left um, day school and then was on home instruction, home instruction again night school program, online program, boom, COVID hit, I graduated. I never wanted to go to school, ever. I, my mental illness came out full force. PTSD hit me like a bitch. (laughs) And it affected me heavily. It affected her heavily. And his abuse affected him heavily. And in turn, he chose the cycle of abuse. Telling my story is hard because a lot of the time I felt like it never was my story. It was me exposing Alana's story. A lot. Because uh, especially with the way the school handled it, it, and even the prosecutor's office, school resource officers, it wasn't me that got assaulted. I said I did, but they'll push that to the side. Oh, now they're saying Alana did too. Well, I could see it, you know. Her brother's creepy. Her brother posted her nudes. Her brother this, that. But family matter, we won't investigate. And the only way that he got sent to jail was because I proved he did it to her too. And a lot of the times I would just question, why wasn't my story enough? You know, if... There was another world where she never got abused, and it was just me. Would they take me seriously, you know? I just want to really give you a thank you for to be able to tell my story and give as much detail as I could. It's, it's something I haven't been able to do, and I really want to thank you for the opportunity to to be able to do it and also just to have someone listen and, you know, also respond. And um, it's just a very nice feeling. So I really, I really do thank you for taking the time to include me because it does mean a lot. And I just want to mention it. I, I really believe since I spent so long being denied and, you know, burdened with having to prove it for myself and never feeling like, you know, I really got support to be able to do something if that makes sense. That really has encouraged me more to be open about my story. Because um, sexual assault, I feel in general, victims, usually a lot of people wanna keep it to themselves. And the younger you are when you experience it, the less likely you're going to speak out.